The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, let's talk to a guy who's still riding a high because his Longhorns had a big win. Keep it positive with the QB standouts and Chris Sims. That's right. Thank you, Maria, for that. It's not always about the Bulldogs. Longhorns got a win last night. Oh, yeah, baby. That's right. The Longhorns got a win on Saturday night, and we're winning on Sunday night. Our first Sunday night pod, so all of the homies can have it Monday morning when you wake up on the drive to work, enjoying your coffee. It's in the ba- in the bag already. Me and Ahmed Farid, Central Park, NBC Sports. Yep. We've had a great day, and we're excited and I'm wearing my birthday gift. Yes. I'm wearing my illegal gambling t-shirt that was, was made by the Fareed family. I was so surprised. Proud so to shocked. wear it. Proud so to shocked. wear it. Seriously, thanks a lot. It looks good on TV, too. It does like look really blue good. blue with a little yellow popping. I like it. My white sneakers looking good. Yeah. Okay. I don't I got know some, that we spelled got it right. some Jason Tatum... Jordan's on now. Yeah, I do see those. You don't see cover them up with your sign. What do you with, mean you don't know if you spelled it right? But I don't know that there's a correct way to spell gam- gambleizing. Yeah, I mean, right? you, I don't know. I don't think you did either. You left out the I. I, I think it's yeah. gamble, B-I-L-I, but gambleizing. Hey, so I you just made know. me sound more stupid. That's fine. That's what you did. You're I know like, what I'm getting you for I your can next make birthday. sound yeah. even dumber than illegal gambleizing. Uh, what are we doing? <laughs> like I was, just, so we've had this plan for a long time. Yes, we, we are. Like, what we're going to do is because the draft night was so fun, yep. and it was live reactions. We're like, we want to have these reactions when they're fresh in our minds. When you're just fresh off the halftime show, for, definitely uh, Sunday night football, football night in America. And so we've been talking about this for a couple months. But I was driving in just a couple hours ago, and I was like, wait, what is going on? What am I doing? Are we really doing this on Sunday nights? Well, That's we right. That's we're, we're doing, doing it. Chris Sims on Button coming to you every Sunday night. It's about what right now? 10.29 p.m. We yeah. just started the pod. Uh-huh. The Giants are – got a TV here watching the Giants-Cowboys game. Yeah. We don't need to watch. They're getting their ass kicked, okay? Yeah. But, so but that'll be if, a quick breakdown of that game. No, they're, they're listening to it right now. They might know that we are about to see the best comeback that we have ever seen in the history of the NFL. I can promise you that's not happening, okay? <laughs> that is not happening tonight. But we had an awesome day. Awesome first Sunday. Awesome great weekend already of NFL football. Dating back to Thursday, even to your Detroit oh, Lions. We're going to give them some gosh. love at the end of the show because they deserve it, of for sure. But uh, I'm excited to do this, and let's go. Let's, let's, let's do let's, it. Let us, let's let her rip. So Pete is, Pete is doing everything. We got Gabby back there. We got Morgan here. And so we got troopers we got, with we us got a here. trio. Late night on a Sunday. Pete is doing everything back there. He's, he's directing a little bit. Uh, Gabby's on graphics. Morgan on social. So let's get to it. We got three. We're the five best we, friends that anybody could are. have. We've got three segments here. Uh, statement wins. 
We've got surprising upsets. Right. We've got taking care of business, and oh, we've got yeah. give me the headlines. That's actually four segments. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're good. Bonus you segment. can't spell and you can't count, so you're <laughs> off to a good start here. So let's start with statement <laughs> wins, and uh, this might have been the most competitive, entertaining game I think of so. Sunday. Right. We've got the Dolphins beating the Chargers by two in a game that uh, it just went back and forth, obviously. And if you've seen the highlights, you've seen all of these plays. Um, Tua was awesome. Late in this game, making some awesome. throws. I know you like to, you know, berate to and never give him any credit. <laughs> um, but I did see you give him some credit on Football Night Definitely. in America. He made some unbelievable elite throws late in this game. He he really did. I mean, first off, I think just my general thought right off the bat is that the Dolphins, I think, are the most fun team to watch in football. I mean, just as soon as that game started today, you were just like, holy crap, fast guy here, fast guy there, big plays, creative offense, motions, everything. I mean, it really was phenomenal to watch. And, and you know, I, I had I had picked the Dolphins to win, not feeling comfortable because I know it's Justin Herbert and the Chargers on the other side. But the one thing I went, I went, Mike McDaniel, no one as smart as he is. The Chargers gave them problems last year, right? And that Sunday night football game later yeah. in the year. And I was going, that ain't going to happen twice. Mike's going to have the next move off of what they did, right? And they obviously did. I'd be, I'd be excited to watch the game plan or, or the film there just to kind of figure it out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was the waddle. I mean, not the waddle. It was the t- Tyree Kill and Tua show. Yep. That's what it was. And then you're referring to the end of the game where he moves up in the pocket, throws a big bomb down the right sideline. They on were the down run. on the run. You know, to, he's running to his left up in the pocket, makes a throw to the right side there. But I think what I was just amazed by, you know, again, was the offense and just people running free across the middle of the field, deep down the field, deep crossers, and Tua delivering the ball, right? I mean, that, that's, that's what's unbelievable. And listen, like to say all that, and Tua was awesome, right? He's going to go back and look at that film and go, I should have thrown for 600 yards. Like there were some plays early on in the game I know you saw that were like he had waddled deep, he had Tyree killed deep one time, but it doesn't even matter because they got so much talent, so many plays, and then McDaniel just – is aggressive no matter what. So it's like he's like a home run hitter. They're almost like that. Like, oh, you missed. You struck out last time. Don't worry. We're gonna you're gonna get your cuts again. And Tua takes advantage of it. Uh, and then I think you know the other shocker to me. Yeah. Two hundred and thirty four yards rushing by the Chargers offense. I mean, I don't have we said that since Ladanian Tomlinson retired. I I don't think so. That was a shock to me. Something positive for the Chargers, at least, to go, damn, that O-line, we know they got some first-round picks and some assets up there. They whooped some butt. I was a little surprised that they pushed the Dolphins around like that. Um, And, and, you know, know, Er Herbert was good. He was really good. I can't say that it was one of his best games. They didn't seem to be able to create – you know, I think the Dolphins played to stop the pass, which is why you saw so much running, you know, available throughout the day. Um, But, yeah, it wasn't any big – Herbert highlight type moments. Of course, right. he makes always some impressive throws. I'm, I'm, an, I'm more like the, the Chargers defense. They're just there's too much talent on the field to be let up 536 yards, right? And like I look at the Chargers, Ahmed, and and I mean you know this. I mean we've talked about the yeah, we like more big people in the middle before. Yeah, but like the Dolphins aren't a running up the middle team. They they are suited for what you guys are. 
two elite pass rushers, two good middle linebackers, a pretty damn good secondary in the background. And th- that's where – and Brandon Staley's a defensive coach. That, that's a disappointment. That yeah. is. And that's like, you know, Brandon Staley getting off to an 0-1 start, letting up 536 yards, and we know everybody's going to kind of have the microscope on them all year. This just adds to, you know, fuel to the fire for people to go, what's up with Brandon Staley and his defense? I thought they maybe had a chance when the Dolphins missed that extra point no at doubt. the end of the game. Right. I was like, oh, that's, that's setting up perfectly for Herbert to get him in field goal range and kick a game-winning field goal, but then the intentional grounding from him and they just couldn't move the ball uh, into that field goal range. Yeah, 536 yards allowed by the Chargers, the most that they have given up in a game since 2006. Is that so right? I, I think wow. for, the, for the Dolphins, too, it was like, all right, is the book out on Mike McDaniel and what they can do with this offense? All right, we saw it year one, yeah. but it caught a lot of people by surprise, right. and the Chargers had some answers for right. it. They didn't, they didn't have the answers for it this time. And, yeah, you're right, 466 yards for Tua, 215 for, for Tyreek. And it wasn't like the run game was anything special. Like, Mostert had the most rushing yards for them at 37. No. They didn't even use the They just game. want to keep you honest with the run game a little bit. That's the only thing that's there for. It's just like, hey, let's, let's slow down the pass rush. Oh, let's, you know, first down. I got a cool little run. Let's see if we can get three or four yards so we can get to, you know, second and six. But they, they're really running the ball just to keep you honest and set up more play-action passes RPOs and they're, they're the masters at it right now. I mean, it, it's it's hard to defend them. It really is. And yes, Tua. I wondered the same thing too. Would people have caught on to the offense, or is Tua and McDaniel going to expand the offense and go? No, that was just the beginner phase yeah. last year. We got more to this. Did you see more? Well, I, I just feel like there was better, I, better, and maybe more aggressive down the field concepts. Right? Yeah. You know, last year we made fun of Tua a little. A lot of short passes, short passes, short passes. But they did it really well. They did it really well. They were great. And then it would be a deep pass every yeah. now and then. Today I felt like it was like, no, fuck you. We're going deep. And then the next play, we're going deep. And they just kind of kept the pedal to the metal. And it was very impressive. I was shocked that you know their defense uh, got run on like that, like I yeah. said. But they're fine, I think, with being in shootouts anyways. They really are. And I think Vic Fangio, his first game as defensive coordinator and them learning that system, I think we got to give them yeah. a little leeway there as well. Uh, but the Dolphins, like we said before the year, it's one of the best rosters in football, like we saw. they got players everywhere. Well, they got stars on defense. Star, I mean, exactly. Fangio brought the house on that last oh, the one. Last so play, Phillips right? got in there, and you got Wilkins. Exactly. Got Chubb. They, got, they do have stars everywhere. I honestly would have picked them probably to get uh, to the AFC Championship game. Yeah. If I didn't have so many concerns about Tua yeah, being, being injured. Being, yeah. I, I understand that. I just can't I bet on Tua playing and, the whole season. And this game here, you know, 36-34, it's, it's crazy. There was four, four turnovers in the game, right? Or, I mean, uh, I mean the two turnovers by the, the Miami Dolphins. And they were both, you know, 536 yards of offense, and they fumbled a snap on the five-yard line on the first drive, and then Tua threw a kind of a bad interception in the back left corner of the end zone, or they could have had more points. But that just speaks to how explosive they are, how effortlessly. Like, they're one of those teams where you look at them and you go, they're on their own 20. Let me go look at somebody else. And you look back and you go, wait, they're on the five? What? How, how did they get down? there already uh they're extremely fun to watch and and really i think one of the fastest offenses i can remember here in recent history statement win from the miami dolphins they're one and oh the chargers are zero and one our second statement win listed by pete here is the eagles yeah defeating the patriots 25 20 it looked like for me that it was going to be a statement win from the beginning although i i think the patriots 
I think I mean, they made the statement. One of maybe. The, I honestly you think know? that. Yeah, I, I think, think Pete did a good bad Pete job of we... putting him in that category. But either way, <laughs> Pete's doing everything. Here no, today. we're going to save it. It He's was the Patriots <laughs> with a statement. The Eagles got the win. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but the Eagles are so good that the other team can make the statement and they can still win <laughs> in a loss. <laughs> yeah, if it was that close and that much of a comeback. But but no, it was Mac Jones sort of making plays after getting down uh, down early. Yeah, what was your what's your headline big takeaway well, from I, this one? I, I think the one. The, the the interesting thing is the Patriots D was real, right? I mean, we 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 haven't seen the Eagles offense kind of struggle to that capacity where, you know, I mean, we're we're spoiled by what we saw from them the last few years. They just kind of march up and down the field on teams last year. Oh, wait, you load in the box? Oh, who cares? We'll throw a bomb to Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one of the things we said, uh, even on my Thursday podcast with Florida, the Patriots had big people up front that made me think, between the big people up front where they could go, okay, we can rely on you guys to hold the Ford down a little bit, and then they have a good secondary. And, of course, it's Bill Belichick and that, that, that game planning that, yeah, they had a few wrinkles and made Jalen Hurts and company uncomfortable throughout the day. He never really got in a solid rhythm throwing the ball. Uh, and then I, I think the other aspect of this is there was a statement by the Eagles, so Pete wasn't wrong. The Eagles' defense reminded us that, hey, oh, yeah, we lost two middle linebackers and two safeties. Fuck you. We still got a whole bunch of other guys here that are awesome. And, you know, I can promise you Mac Jones, Bill O'Brien, and Bill Belichick weren't going – Let's throw the ball 54 times in this game. Yeah, you know, so th- that just tells you they could not run the ball at all, especially with the state of the New England Patriots offensive line. And Mac Jones yeah, made a lot of good plays, like you said, kind of got hot at the late in the game and made some really great plays to kind of march them up and down the field a little bit there uh, in the fourth quarter when they needed it. But but ultimately, I think this game goes back to two plays. It's the Patriots could have won the game, except the Eagles' defense made the two biggest plays of the game. Whether it's the pick six by Darius Slay, and then the very next drive, Ezekiel M- uh, Ezekiel Elliott fumbles. Right, uh, I can't. Re- I think that was Jordan Davis who maybe caused that fumble. I can't remember exactly, um, but. They got that, and there you are just looking up going, wait, they had a kind of a tough field goal drive, and now it's basically defense a touchdown, defense gives the Eagles short field. Holy crap, we didn't even get warmed up when we're down 16 nothing, and that's where it was raining hard early in the football game. And, uh, yeah, Mac Jones and the Patriots don't want to be in a let's drop back and throw it 50 times a game. Ezekiel Elliott had seven carries for 29 yards. Ramondre Stevenson, 12 carries, 25 yards. So they contain the running game for the Patriots. You figure that might get a little bit, little bit better for them. Um, you didn't mention Tom Brady getting oh, before I mean, the game. Well, why, why, you're why, right. Why, why, why that you was, hate, it was awesome. Brady I like wasn't that. hating on it. It was awesome. You could tell you in the back. I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. And really, I, I, you know, I could tell he was so emotional. You could tell he was fighting back tears like throughout the day. Right, and they almost mounted a Mac um, Tom Brady type comeback. Really, yeah. that's where I was like, "This is going to be so foot fitting if they do this right there." I will say this, you know, I, you know, if there was one concern with the Eagles, yeah, I didn't like the way the offense looked. But again, it's first game; they didn't play their starters in the preseason. That's what's so hard about Week One and picking these games. So it's their first time out there. It's the Patriots who did play starters and had a good game plan. Um, but if there was one negative I looked at the Eagles is, yeah, I'd be a little worried that, you know, the, the passing game for the, the Patriots kind of took off there yeah. late, in, late in the football game. But I think after that, you know, listen, I'm not too concerned about the Eagles I mean, overall. Yeah, uh, like you, you mentioned it. The Patriots held the Eagles in check for the most part. I mean, they had 17 total first downs. Patriots had more first downs than them. They 
Eagles only had 251 yards of total offense. It's crazy, right? Not a whole lot. But they got the win, and now Nick Sirianni, uh, 3-0 in week one with the Eagles. So he is undefeated in week number one. And get this, the Patriots, third straight week one loss. Wow, yeah. The GOAT and Bill Belichick, 0-1 for the last three years in a row. That is pretty shocking. They've never been a really fast-starting team. They're like, you know, as Devin McCourty would tell you, Bill almost looks at the first week of the first month of the season and is like, I'm still part of training camp here. I'm evaluating. I'm trying to figure out guys' roles and whatever else. Yeah. Uh, but I, I thought all in all, that was a good showing. And I think the most important thing is they weren't outclassed in the football game. You can see this Patriots defense is going to hang in there just uh, about against anybody. They really are. I still am worried a little bit about lack of playmakers on their offensive side of the ball. And, you know, with the Eagles, like I said, I'm not really worried. The one thing I think could be interesting is with the Eagles, Eagles and that attack a little is that I think everybody's studying it. Everybody's stolen a few mm. plays, and I'll be interested to see if, like, the Patriots, when I look on film, were kind of all over some of their bread and butter things that they kind of carved up with people last year. Yeah, how dynamic can they be on We're, the offensive yeah. side of the ball? You know who was dynamic? Who's that? San Francisco 49ers. Holy crap. So this was, this was a statement win. I, I will agree was. with Pete on yep, this one. This yep. was Good for job, sure. Pete. You got that uh, one right. And I think probably the most convincing performance of week one. Would you give them that? I would. Oh, hold on. We do have a game well, yeah, going on Dallas right now. Dallas is going. Don't forget about us. <laughs> this, so, yeah. right, of the week one afternoon football games, yeah. you are 100% right. 49ers win 30-7 to over the Pittsburgh Steelers, who I think Mike Florio picked the Steelers to win this game. Hell, he did, and I picked the 49ers, so that's yeah, one for go. me. There I like go. that. But, yes, um, hey, the Steelers, we, we know. You know I wax poetically about them in the preseason. They looked like the best team in the preseason. Oops. Yeah, oops is right. Now, like, this was one of those, kind of like the Dallas Giants game, where you, as soon as the game started, and, and Pete will tell you this, I, it was literally, I was like, it looks like the 49ers are playing in fast forward, and the Steelers are playing in slow motion. It, was, it almost popped off the screen right from the get-go. And, of course, that started with Fred Warner and the defense making some plays early on. Their defense was so fast, right? And then offensively, first drive of the game, right? There they were. And Shanahan has a gutsy fourth-and-one call to kind of jumpstart them on that first drive, and that gets they convert to fourth-and-one. I think they threw the ball in the flat to Kittle, and then they went down and scored the touchdown. And really, it was like the game was never the same from that point on. And it just it felt like the Steelers had no chance. I mean, Pickett. As good as he looked in the preseason, he looked extremely uncomfortable. And that's because the pass rush of the 49ers was all over him. When we saw replays and things, I didn't didn't look like people were open downfield. And then there was no run game. You know, we were hoping Pittsburgh could have some sort of a run game this year. They had nothing in that department. Yeah, they got down early, so who knows what it could have been. But yeah, they ran the ball 10 times. That includes Kenny Pickett with one. Najee Harris just ran it six times uh, for 31 yards. McCaffrey went off, explosive plays, 152 yards for him. 65-yard touchdown run when the game was, you know, like, okay, can the Steelers hang around? Can they make a comeback? It's 20-7. to And then he runs off the left tackle and, you know, breaks a tackle and then breaks another tackle and then kind of weaves his way down the side and gets some great blocks by Brandon Ayuk and Ray-Ray McLeod. The 49ers... I will say, as awesome as the Cowboys look in this Giants football game, they still didn't look as good as the 49ers did in that game. The 49ers would win the award for the most impressive Week 1 team. You just said it. McCaffrey, the O-line, that Steelers vaunted defense, right? Cam Hayward got hurt. And, I mean, mean, fuck me. Brock Purdy? Like, that's just – 
a second year guy coming off an injury, and it's just like it's like he didn't miss a beat. We're retiring pretty good. We have to. I, at this I, point. I, I'm retiring. It's yeah. it's it's really good. Yeah, it's, it's we're gone from pretty good. It's really good. I mean, it really is. Like just, at some point, because I think that's the thing. It's yeah. like the the Cinderella story, right? It's right. Just like okay, yeah, but he, last pick of the draft. This just doesn't happen, right? It, Tom Brady, it happened one time, but Brock Purdy's got deficiencies. His arm's not that strong. He's coming off an injury here. Right. Like, what did he show you in this game where you're just like, man, maybe this is for real? Yeah, it, I think it is for real, right? I'm not gonna go like Tom, like Tom Brady. You know, even He's a little was, bit better than Tom Brady. Like, even though he was a six round pick, Brady was like. You know, you got in the NFL, you're like, damn, he can throw the ball, right? His arm popped, or you're like, ooh, this is this is special. Purdy does it a little bit more with a God-given feel and instincts of feeling coverages and defenses. And I've had talks with Shanahan, like with some of this stuff. Shannon, Shannon will say he's like, he sees things sometimes, and I'm like, how did you get the ball there? And he just sees them. He goes quicker than just about anybody he's ever been around. So I think that's what he loves. It. So it's great feel. Right, it's accurate pinpoint throwing for the most part, mm-hmm. and then his mobility once again is underrated. He made a lot of good runs, escapes in the pocket today, so he's just a natural football player. He's not, I don't think he's ever going to wow us with lasers or whatever else, sure. but it's going to be more like, Whoa, good decision! Whoa, pretty good throw, good decision! Oh man, good escape right there! Oh, he's oh, good run for eight! Oh, what a hang in the pocket! Oh, pinpoint pass there, and that's what we got today. And I think as long as they can run the ball like that and he plays the way he is, the 49ers yeah. are going to be a handful. We know that, and yeah, disappointing by Pittsburgh. I certainly didn't expect to see that kind of showing. You know, what's funny about Purdy too is that he showed that in college a little bit at he Iowa did. State, right? right? And I, looked, I remember looking back at some early mock drafts, and at some points, people were mocking him in the first round. Like, he was like, maybe he's that guy, you know, because he had some runs in college sure. where, like, he's sure. one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Yeah. So it's funny how the narrative would be different if he ended his college career at the peak, which I don't think he did. I don't think he played well at the end of his career. And so then he was the last well, pick yeah, in the draft. that, and then, you know, everybody puts team success. All the things we complain sure. about on this time, they complain about team success and blame it on all the quarterback, right? That becomes a thing. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. Still concerned about Pittsburgh's O-line. I know it's the 49ers D-line, which is like, you know, of course, maybe the best in football, mm-hmm. right? Deontay Johnson pulled a hamstring. Oh, yeah. That right? didn't look good. So that doesn't look good. I don't think you're going to see him back. He made a nice little run. And he was cutting. He just he pulled up lame. And here's the other thing, too. I want to see, can George Pickens separate from people? George Pickens can make all the 50-50 catches that are really like 90-10 for him. But the one thing that has jumped out to me a little in the last year and a little in the preseason, and I saw it again today, is can he actually separate? Like, can he actually create separation and be wide open? You know, I know certain plays, yeah, sure, they're a yeah, slant route, whatever else. But I'm talking about more of the 10, 15, 20-yard type throws. If you really look at that, a lot of the times he has people on him and he goes up and makes an acrobatic catch. Uh, you know, I, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm concerned by the, by the Steelers. Certainly not that. But yeah. that just is like a, a tough way to start week one. Oh, one bright sure. spot was our, our pass rusher. T.J. Uh, Watt, Watt starts with three sacks to start the year. He's back. Yeah, he's back. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's the worst home loss for Pittsburgh since 2006. So this yeah. is highly unusual for them. Week one, not the way they wanted to start. Um, 
the Packers in the Jordan Love era. What? That's a good start for them. Yes, sir. Beat up on the Chicago Bears. The final in this one was 38-20. to Aaron Jones was really good. What a good weapon he uh, he, he is. He was. He is the I think the ju- the the catalyst of this game. I Agreed. didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead if you well, want. Yeah. Why'd you cut me off? Right well, I there? don't know. I just wanted to make sure we emphasize the catalyst part there. <laughs> that was my only point. Aaron <laughs> was Jones it? was very good. He, yeah. Well, he really was. You know, I, I think you know, um, good first drive. They get a short field, right? And this is where I, I this is where I don't understand football right now. It's still too aggressive Uh-oh. on fourth and ones. The, oh, no. the, here's Here the Bears. It's fourth and one on their own forty five. We're just getting used to the season. It's a quarterback that's never really played, yeah. and we're gonna go. Here's the ball at the forty. Did you not see Dan Gain Campbell? Gain some confidence. Dan Campbell in Kansas City. Yeah, how well, cool that was. He doesn't. They're not the Detroit Lions. Yeah, that, that's for sure. Ooh. They're not. They're, I mean, they're not. The Lions have more talent than the Bears. That's for sure. Sure, but I'll no. So that. you get stopped there. You give them the short field. They go and get the touchdown. Jordan Loves makes a nice third down pass to Dobbs in the back of the end zone. Very patient in the pocket. So that was really good. Right away, though, even though there was some struggles in the first half, I went. Jordan Love looks comfortable. I, I it wasn't again one of these things where you watch a game and you go, okay, they're not scoring or whatever else. And, you know, you look at a guy and go, yeah, he just doesn't look comfortable. He looks a little rattled, whatever else. No, he seemed very within himself. I didn't see him, like, making bad reads. He missed a thrower here in the first half. But in the second half, got it going. Yeah. And then that's where the catalyst came in. I didn't mean to cut you off right no, there. No, you're good. But, but why did you? I was making such a good point. Because you were making a good point. He didn't seem rattled, no. no. But it also seemed like he was early in his career. Like there were some things oh, like yeah, time yeah. management. No doubt. Um, some, it, it they just dro- like he, dropped a snap at one point, I yeah. think. He did miss an open receiver or two, right, where you go, oh, come on, we got to hit that. Right, but yeah, you chalk it up to first start or you know first start without Aaron Rodgers yes, on the of team his era. of his era, exactly right. But it is funny though; it's like he like some of the things he does thrown off the back foot. You saw like, some Aaron, of it, right? It was like it, it already rubbed off on Zach Wilson. We saw that in the preseason from him. It's like Aaron Rodgers' stuff is very contagious to these young backup quarterbacks. It, it definitely is. Around. Well, they watch him, and they, you know they start to go away. And, and as we talk about, like now this day and age in NFL, like you have to make throws like that. That's like it's commonplace. That's why we talk about Mahomes and, and Josh Allen or Tua on the last drive, in the, on the run, throwing a bomb down the field. But, like, Jordan Love, to me, was one of the stars of the day. One of the stars of the day. Like, you know, the screen to, to um, Aaron Jones mm-hmm. in the third quarter that got them down close, that I think that finished the drive where he scored on a one-year run to make it 17-6, mm-hmm. that kind of jump-started the Packers. And even before that, let me just say this too. The Packers' D looked different. The Packers' D looked like some of the young guys know what they're supposed to do, right now, do now, and they were very fast on the football field too. I don't want to say it was like the 49ers or Cowboys fast, but I thought really when, he, when I would watch replays, if it isn't for Justin Fields making some incredible escapes a few times in the first half, the, the Packers were all over the Bears stuff. And then, of course, hey, we got a Justin Fields and his throwing is still going to be a question as we go here. Because when they got down, can they come back behind his right arm? I'm not sold on that yet. Um, But, you know, getting back to Jordan Love, the big fourth down call where he hits Aaron Jones on the 35 yard touchdown pass, I think it was a fourth and two. I think they got the ball after a turnover. I can't remember exactly what happened there. Um, 
But that was kind of the moment where you went, oh, they're going to break this game wide open. And made it 24-6. to Unfortunately, Aaron Jones hurt his hamstring as well there. So I just was reading up on that. Yeah, and how he bad said, is it, He man? said it was a little bite. Yeah. I think he's walking around okay after the game. So I think it's early positive reports on that hamstring. Yeah, okay. And that wasn't a turnover, that drive. That was just a field position thing again. Because, yeah, the, the Chicago offense was, you know, iffy. It really was. It showed no... What do I want? It's consistency or rhythm to it. Other than Fields making a few big plays. I know he had the throw to Mooney for the touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. That was a nice play. But again, that's that's again, that's gonna be the big question about the Bears. Their roster's improved. Does it playoff improved? Absolutely not. But can they be a pain in the butt? Yes. And they could be a real pain in the butt, but I, the, the passing game and the managing of Justin Fields in the passing game has to change. Um, but the, I, I thought the Packers looked really good. I really did. And you know, ran the ball effectively. Passing game looked good. And that should be a good jump off for Jordan Love to kind of gain some confidence going into week he two. Can, he can develop some uh, rapport. seems like he already has it with Dobbs. And you got Musgrave, the rookie, and then Reed from Michigan exactly State. Exactly right. So Reed was a big part of the game. It's a big catches in the third and fourth quarter. Return to, game, too. Right, return yeah. game, too. And then let's not forget, their, their biggest weapon didn't play. Christian Watson is him not playing, and I thought you know it sounded like oh man is Dobbs not going to be able to play too? Right. But good he got out there. Quay Walker who had a rough rookie year he had the big pick six for yep. a touchdown. That was good to see the the old Georgia guy. Uh, but that defense was harassing all day long. Uh, should be a good good win for the the Packers and make them feel good. Packers are good. The they Packers are good. Are We've good. said it that was the like, roster. Aaron Rodgers was not the reason that they were uh, you know almost. The, Almost playoff team. Yeah, like, almost a playoff team. Playoff team yeah, last year. They were close. Um, right. They were close. But yeah. it, it wasn't because Aaron Rodgers was like putting the team on his on his back, and so there's not going to be a drop-off. So they're 9-0 and now against the Bears under Matt LaFleur. He has never lost to the Chicago Bears. Next time they play, Week 18. Wow. So they're so, starting and ending with uh, starting Chicago. Starting and ending with the Chicago, Chicago Bears. One more team I want to put in the statement, uh, yeah. statement win, and it's this game right here. Even though it's not done, it's not technically well, it's a win done. yet. It's 40 to nothing. It's pouring rain, and I think Daniel Jones was out of the football game. So, All right, so I mean, it was a, it's weird, some fluky plays, yes. obviously, yeah. but that was what the Giants didn't do last year. They didn't have the negative plays. No, I mean, no. That, that's a, the Giants aren't built to play like So listen, I picked the Giants. Oh I know the Cowboys are better than the Giants. I knew that i just going damn it's week one maybe we can catch them slipping the giants know who they are they have a great giants looking first drive where you go this is what they did all year last year let's see if we can build on this block field goal touchdown okay boom okay yeah yeah you know dallas goes down on an ugly field goal drive they get a nine nothing we get the ball back we as in the new york giants right and I think it was I, – I can't remember who made the hit. He throws the ball to Saquon Barkley coming out of the backfield. This little – it's like what we would call an M route. He almost splits the difference between the receiver and the tackle on the end of the line of scrimmage. But whoever the corner was out on there – I know Deron Bland got the pick six off of the uh, Saquon you know, knocking the ball in the air. The corner, whoever it was, did a really good job of – Receiver went outside him. He turned his bright lights inside, saw Daniel Jones going inside to Saquon and reacted incredibly quick, and it was a bang-bang play where Saquon was in the process of catching it. Ball gets banged in the air, and that was basically night-night. I mean, that was 16 nothing. and now we know the Giants aren't built to drop back and, and just be 400 yards. We'll, bring, we'll come back from a 17-point lead, and especially not this. Like, we were talking before the show. 
Micah Parsons, uh, of all, if you want to give awards out for week one, who looks the most impressive? Micah, 49ers defense looks best. Dolphins offense looks best. Best defensive player I saw is Micah Parsons. I thought it was Fred Warner, but Micah Parsons literally has three rockets off his, up his ass off the edge. He's had a few plays tonight where I go, that's the best get off I've ever seen from anybody in my life. And he has taken turns whooping the shit out of every offensive lineman on the Giants. Mm. He's literally like, all right, I haven't got you. Let me line up over you. Oh, I haven't got you let me line up over you and the Giants just have no answer for anything and Dallas uh, who didn't even really do anything impressive offensively didn't yeah, have to no, and really it's game over Tony Pollard looks pretty good he did but look you're good right, nothing outside of that I, I could have told you that about Micah Parsons too because I actually touched his arm a week ago at Penn State oh so that he was, was a, he was banging he the drum by, no I just felt uh, his arm and there's like I just felt his arm and I was like that's a defined arm <laughs> Like it was like you it's not feel, just you can, an arm. You were like that thing's hard. There, it was like, like yeah, that's, it's that's like, like curvatures. Like, you're feeling like yeah. it's like oh, this is like a yeah. chiseled arm. Right, here. right. Uh, I went up to him because he was at the Penn State game, which was our first Big Ten Saturday night yeah, game. Sure, uh, he was banging the drum, which is a tradition that will you know go down in the annals of college football is one of the best traditions that NBC started before the game. One of the big alum banged the drum yeah, to get the cool. crowd all excited. I like it. I like so it. Micah was down there. I was kind of coordinating it with Micah, and I went up to him. I go, I go, hey, I do a, I do a podcast with Chris Sims. He was like, oh, my boy. My boy, Because Micah. you guys bonded over your mutual hate of the Philadelphia well, Eagles. That, yeah, and we've had some good talks at the Super Bowl doing yeah. interviews. But yeah, I mean, we were the most hated people in Philadelphia because he had a similar still are. statement. I, to I, think I think still we're are, still maybe. up there, right? I guess nobody's kind of, you know, taken us over yet. Yeah, <laughs> You're yeah. right. Uh, but man, that Dallas front, did they have their way? And I'm sitting here watching NBC right now. It's the largest shutout in the series. The mm-hmm. Cowboys won 35 nothing in week one in 1995. Yeah. It was actually the night they retired my dad's jersey. Yeah. And my dad was oh. there tonight. So maybe my dad's oh, the no. fucking kiss of death for the Giants in week one against the Cowboys. Oh my God. Phil, stay away wow. from week one Giants-Cowboys matchups, okay? okay? All right, that's it. And the Cowboys are 10-1 and one in season openers versus the Giants. Uh, total asshole. But, and Pete, yeah. you said something in my ear there. I just want to oh, make sure I didn't miss Diggs it. Diggs was the – Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs. Diggs had the hit. Yeah, it was the guy. Oh, yeah. So their stars showed up tonight for sure. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, Deron Bland, who got the touchdown. They were all over the place. Uh, Nine minutes left to avoid the shutout for the Giants, so we'll be watching this. Oh, on, Daniel on Jones is still playing. Still, yeah, the, he's scrambling left. He's running. This is what he this was doing all, all night. One yard gain. One yard gain. So uh, one yard closer to. I'm a little disappointed. Shutout. I'm not going to lie. I thought the Giants would be a little bit more prepared and equipped yes. for the pressure, the things that the Giant, the the Cowboys do. But the Cowboys, all they're slanting and twisting and stunting and all of that. Man, it's just like the Giants, they still haven't figured it out here. And uh, the Cowboys continue to own my yeah. G-men. As someone who had the Giants missing the playoffs yeah. and the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl, this result is okay. <laughs> in my book, I know I feel bad for you and Morgan and Pete and everyone here in this no, building. You don't really feel fan, bad, but, but it's okay. Uh, it's been a good week one for, for me yeah. personally. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Uh, surprising upsets. Let's go to that now. And uh, we'll start with the, the Battle of Ohio. The Cleveland Browns beating up on multi-million dollar man Joe Burrow and the Bengals 24-3. to It was sloppy, yes, but you don't want to give an excuse. Both teams play in the slop. And uh, for the second year in a row, the Cincinnati Bengals start week one with a clunker. Give credit to the Cleveland Browns for that this time. Definitely. I, I don't even know where to begin here. I mean, it, it's certainly... The, the run game of the Cleveland Browns and the defense of the Cleveland Browns with a scramble from Deshaun and one or two good throws on a sloppy day. But really, the defense was the story. You know, the, the, the Bengals had no answer. First off, disappointing the way their offensive line looked. You know, again, you just go, man, they're going to be better this year, right? They got Orlando Brown. Things should be better. And Zadarius Smith and, and Jace, I mean, uh, Miles Garrett looked like they were in the backfield a ton. Yeah, it's a rebuilt defensive line a little bit. It is. For Dalvin Tomlinson there in the yeah. middle, certainly. Maybe one that I didn't give enough credit for. And, and then, hey, the two corners on the outside, they look like they played really good football. Newsom and Denzel Ward today. I mean, we never saw Burrow or that offense get in any rhythm or look even remotely good. Burrow, the ball slipped out of his hands a bunch. You know, he threw some wobblers. That happened to Watson, too, but it yeah. really happened to Burrow. He was wearing a glove by he the end of He had to put the glove on. I was on. like, oh, Chris is not going to lie. He hates glove guys. <laughs> well, when it rains like that, you got to do whatever you can to, to figure that no, out. No, you would never put a glove but on. Even I wouldn't in, have not. No, no I'm not, I never would have. You have more pride. You yeah, have too yeah, much pride. Yeah, with the glove, actually, I'd be worried about it. Like, once that gets wet, it, yeah. the ball becomes even more slippery, sure. right? But, you know, I, the, the one thing I always say, the Bengals, where I don't think they're the best early on in the season, because you've heard me say this before. They're not, <coughs> excuse me, overly creative, right? And I, I know some people have taken offense to that a few times. I don't mean it to be a – I just mean when they come into a game, you're not like, oh, my gosh, this is a cool play. They never ran it. They never did this. They never did that. Where the Bengals get really good as the season goes along, they figure out how teams play certain formations and personnel sets. And then they let Burrow access those plays that they go, wait, when we're in a trips formation, they play Tampa 2. So then they get to the right plays in Tampa 2, and Burrow does if he has to with the line of scrimmage, and then they execute them perfectly, and now they're throwing the right play to T. Higgins or Jamar Chase against the right coverage, so now where they can make plays after the catch and all that. They never got in any form of a rhythm or knowing what Cleveland was attacking with them with. And then they, you know, their defense didn't do bad, other than no. you know, they were on the field a lot and slowly but surely got worn down by Nick Chubb in that run yeah, game. Nick Chubb got him for over 100, but, but yeah, you're right. That it, The Bengals' offense was just stymied by the Browns. Six first downs compared to 10 punts for them. But Joe Burrow maybe has a, a Browns problem because he's now 1-5 <laughs> versus Cleveland, his most losses against any opponent. They're maybe definitely a, a problem there. They've I mean, solved Burrow. I, I always wanted to be like, well, maybe it's just that Seattle scheme that you know Cleveland had been playing, but Jim Schwartz doesn't play that scheme, so that wasn't it. Um, yeah, they're, they're just one of those teams that I think has the, the right pieces and the right 
way they play that gives the Bengals the way their team built, you know, a, a tough problem. Like we talk about that all the time. I, it's where it's different than college football, right? One team can be better in totality, but that doesn't mean they match up well with every team perfectly in football. It's the beauty yeah. of the NFL and the salary cap and everything like that. And yeah, this seems to be a, a very tough matchup. I one thing for the Browns, they lo- they're, they're going to lose Jack Conklin. I'd be shocked if he's Ooh. not gone for a real long time, if not the whole year. Looked like he got a, you know, pass rusher came around the edge, right? And as they were swinging, they swung into his left knee, and it didn't look good. So that's going to hurt them a little bit. Um, Ian, Ian Rappaport says a significant knee injury. Yeah, that, that's what it looked like. It, 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 it didn't look good. It doesn't um, look good. So that, that's unfortunate. There's still a really good offensive line. We know that. Nick Chubb mm. is still in the conversation for best running back in football. Uh, he was really impressive there. And like I said, the Bengals' D was not bad. Early on in the game, when I wrote my notes, I wrote, man, Bengals' D looks good. They were all over Watson and making them feel uncomfortable. They were slowing down the run game early on. I mean, again, it was it was 0-0 starting the second quarter. So they were doing, but slowly but surely, you know, Watson in the run game made a few plays. And, you know, with the Bengals not being able to do anything, that was all she wrote. You know what they're saying in Tampa right What's now? What's that? No TB12, no problem for TB. <laughs> Give me the headline. <laughs> presented by Hyundai. Oh no, that's later. <laughs> You're uh, funny. Buccaneers beat the Vikings uh, twenty to seventeen. How uh, upset and depressed was Mike Florio about oh, this game? He was like, you know, he was playing the excited at first a little because they looked good on offense and the defense looked better. They did like Justin Jefferson had like a hundred yards in the first half. I well, think. the story is exactly that. That the Bucks in the second half. And it's another one where I go, I can't wait to go back. They, 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 the Vikings offense couldn't do anything in the second half. I mean, I think Kirk Cousins and company had six yards in the fourth quarter. Right? They had two three and outs. That's all they got the ball. Right? Really, it yeah. all started really at the end of the second quarter. The, the pendulum swung in Buccaneers' favor, and they kind of controlled it from, from there on out. Yeah, three and out, three yards, three and out, three yards. Punt, punt. Yeah, that was it at the end of the game. You know, they Cousins was under duress early, right? He he. First off, they fumbled a snap when they were driving, so that that left some possible points on the board. Then they had the ball, and Antoine Winfield blitzed off the right edge. I'm pretty sure the back should have picked him up, and uh, Cousins got hit, fumbled. Bucks picked the ball up, uh, so that was a big moment. I mean, really, they could have been up more than what they were up at halftime. That, that, that's why I think we were at, what, 10-10 at the half, right? 10-10 at the half. And, of course, then there was the interception down by the goal line by the Vikings, uh, throwing the ball a little slant route. And I can't remember who picked it off. It was a, um, let me see, Izian, 29, kind of a tip pass. I think he threw the slant, slant route a little behind him. And that bucks D. You know, that's they're gonna have to play through that D. That D line's good. We know the linebackers are good. They're secondary with Winfield and those two corners are very good. If they could play that way with just a hey Baker, make a play here and there and don't turn off turn the ball over, the Bucks are gonna be a pain in the butt. No, you look at some of those players and you're like, those those guys are they champions. got some dudes they got on some defense, champions. right? They yeah. got some dudes on and then yeah. you know, you throw in a Mike Evans who caught the twenty eight yard post route from Baker and you, and Chris Godwin with the clutch you know, catch at the end of the football game, yep. and it's a good win. The Bucks could be one of those teams that surprises us. I was surprised that, you know, I know the Vikings were around Baker, but I think the Bucks' O-line probably protected a little better than I thought. And to me, with the Vikings, we know the defense isn't that great. 
there's just too much on Cousins and Jefferson always. Yeah. It's just them and nothing else. You know, I, Addison, I know, had some moments and had the touchdown. That was great. Um, but, uh, like, they, Jefferson, I think, was another one. He had seven for 138 at the half, and he had two for 12 in the second half. Yeah, they got to have some other roads of, wait, we can't get Jefferson going. Who's going to be the other guy that could take over the game if they were doubling them or doing something? Which, again, I don't know. I got to see the film to, to go back on that. Uh, but obviously, we're out of rhythm and couldn't get him the ball in the second half. And I know one of the storylines will be like, well, Delvin Cook is no longer there, and that's going to be an issue for the running game, which it may be, but I th- it didn't I, matter in this one. I don't think it did. No, right? it wasn't like he was missing holes. It wasn't Dalvin Cook. It was Vita Vey and Cheyenne Trianco and, you know, the, just the, you know, Golston and, and some of the beasts that we saw that Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense carrying them to the Super Bowl. They were a handful in this game. And then Todd Bowles, of course, is a really good defensive coach and pretty creative on that side of the ball as well. So, yeah, that was uh, – I don't want to say shocking. I didn't expect the Vikings to dominate them. Yeah, I but I su- thought they were going to pull out the win nonetheless. I was definitely surprised. Good, good for them. 11-0 and uh, in one possession regular season games last year. They've started out 0-1. The Minnesota Vikings as the Buccaneers are 1-0. and uh, You know, I was like a proud papa watching the uh, L.A. Rams play. Not that I'm Matthew Stafford's dad. Because I'm not. No, you're not. I couldn't be. Your last name's not Stafford. I'm old. I'm older than he is, but not enough <laughs> to be his dad. Uh, but just as a, uh, a Lions fan who loves Matthew Stafford, he's my second favorite player of all time. I've made that very clear. Yeah. Barry Sanders is one. Matthew Stafford's number yeah. two. I was watching him play against the Seattle Seahawks, and I was like, dude, man, it, when, he is, when he is himself, he is so fun to watch play quarterback. What? Like, Matthew Stafford on the low is one of the stars of Sunday. First off, most people don't even know who his receivers are, okay? <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean that. I mean, yeah. people that work in the business. I yeah. mean, I'm back in the studio going. You're sitting next to one right now. Well, it's, it's, that's what I mean. I mean Tutu Atwell, if you're following things, you kind of know who he is, all right? And then I don't even know if I'm saying his name right from BYU, Nakua. Yeah, we all know about Nakua. Yeah. yeah. What's his first name, Pete? Huka Nakua. Yeah. Oh, Puka. Puka. I was going to say yeah. Puka. So I've heard of his bar. And it's not before. like he's a game breaker. So you go, man, no Cooper Cup, an O line that I don't think is anything special. But here's here's where he's amazing. It was one unbelievable five and eight and ten yard throw after another. And then, oh, okay, wait, we've done that. Oh, hey, two two out. Well, I got a chance to throw the ball down the field here. Boom, on the money. Okay, yeah. we hit that one. Right? Van I, Jefferson had a bad drop in the game too, I saw. At one I point. did. Remember he that? did. Yes. They they had also a missed field goal and a blocked field goal. Right? A mayor. I'm so, giving it I'm giving it to him. Most surprising team of Sunday. I think so. So we've hit, you know, best team, best defensive player, best offense, most surprising team. Did we well, give that already to someone else? No, I don't think surprising. No, I don't think we did yet. Rams. For Rams sure. went for sure. What? It's like, it, it, first off, Raheem Morris, the defense, uh, the Seahawks never got in any rhythm or got anything going. You know, what, what concerned me is one, it looks like their left tackle from Mississippi State got hurt. So I saw him go off on a cart. I hope he's okay, right? But never got run game going. And Geno Smith never looked comfortable. They never got anything going where they had one methodical drive for the touchdown to make it 10-7. And after that, it was Strugglesville, like in a big way. And, you know, not being able to run the ball okay, 
And I just, with Seattle sometimes, and you've heard me say this before, and this even goes into last year, they're just a little too reliant on their jimmies at times. And I mean that their jimmies and their Joes instead of the X's and the O's. It's a little just too like, well, DK will win on the slant. DK will beat them deep. Gino will throw the ball on the money. And there's just not enough system plays to kind of jumpstart things every now and then. I don't care who you are, how talented your offense is. You, like, like Shanahan does to the 49ers. He doesn't just go, we're awesome, I can be really basic. He goes, we're awesome and we're going to be awesomer because yeah. I'm going to do all this crazy stuff. And I feel like Seattle kind of just like, when it looked like me in the game and when I saw replays and stuff, it just looked like they thought, oh, we're better. The Rams got 20 rookies on their roster. And we don't even know their own line, Right. Some of their guys are gone. It, it kind of looked like that. And then their L.A. came up with a chip on their shoulder, flying around on the defensive side of the ball. Veteran leadership from a great quarterback. He's a great quarterback, Matthew Stafford. And he does not have a great supporting cast. Mm-mm. And that just shows you what a great quarterback can do. He made that offense look like, wait, is he the one with you know three big-time receivers and a big-time running back and these new players on defense that we're all excited about? No, it was the other team that had that. But McVay, the McVay tough, battle-tested Rams. That's the one thing I always give them credit for. And you know that since I've started working with you. They don't back down from anybody. No. And they came up there in Seattle and, and shocked me. I think they're gonna, they shocked the NFL, really. You mentioned it, a few injuries for Seattle. Ochenda Nueso. Got hurt in this game. Yeah, the left tackle and that. right tackle both got hurt. Oh, the right tackle Abraham to Lucas do. left with a knee. Uh, Charles Cross left with a toe. Although oh. Pete Carroll says about him that uh, X-rays looked okay, uh, and Lucas is uh, is just a flare-up, not necessarily a new injury here. Okay, so that's just okay. Me. So okay. I think so maybe that's, that's okay. Po- somewhat positive on the offensive line, but the result was not okay for the for the Seahawks no, going down to the Rams not. today. One more surprising upset. Not to you though. Because if I remember correctly, didn't you take uh, Josh McDaniels and the Raiders you to beat damn the right I did. Sean Payton-led Denver Broncos? You damn right I did. The Raiders are one of those teams, as I said, when we did overs and unders, I was a little like, uh, uh. Yeah. When we did the AFC West rankings, I was like, uh, uh. The Raiders' offense is good. It's good. It's going to be good. Their all lines too good. They got that damn running back. The receivers you saw, man, Jacoby Myers today, he looked damn good. You know, you couple him with, of course, we know Devontae Adams. It's only a matter of time before he goes off. And then even though the Raiders' defense isn't star-studded, they're really well coached. I'm a believer in them in the coach department. Yeah, do they need a few more studs on that side of the ball? Yes. Right? So they're one of those teams that's kind of like a wild card for me in the AFC. They they, they can definitely upset some people and annoy some people. Yeah. Game planning, you're not going to physically outclass them up front, I don't think, on either side of the ball. And then, of course, Max Crosby is one of the league's best pass rushers. And like I said, Patrick Graham, the D coordinator, they're smart on that end. And there's another one where Russell Wilson was phenomenal in the first half. I mean, it, he played really good. But in the second half, the Raiders made some adjustments and without Jerry Judy and some of their firepower, they they couldn't really get going once again. And that was with Jimmy Jimmy G throwing a stupid interception. Oh. On were you like literally hearing me in your voice <laughs> yeah. going, "That Sims is going to kill Jimmy yeah. G for that." I go, "There's the play." There's the play. We're kind of about to feel good and control the game and he throws the ball up into a mosh pit. Like you're like, "What? You played too long to do that." 
It was what, 13 to 10 at that point? I think so. Right? And then that led to the Denver going down, I think, and getting a field goal to make it 16 to 10. But of course, Jimmy G and company answered back, and, uh, you know, good for them getting the, the tough win on the road. There was a tough week for them with all the Chandler Jones crap and all of that, too. Uh, good oh, to yeah. see the Raiders pull that off and, and Sean Payton's opening game. With either of those teams, did you see anything different in the uh, Josh McDaniels offense with Garoppolo and anything different with the Denver Broncos offense with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson together? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I saw some Sean Payton-type plays, I, I guess is what I would say. Like his West Coast offense, diving into that, you know, Specifics, no. Anything that was better, like with Russ, like where you saw, okay, this is he's going to be able to do this better he was with just, Sean Payton than he, he was, did last he year. He was definitely just knew where he wanted to go with the ball in the first half. That was what jumped out to me. Yeah. And like, okay, one and two weren't open. Let me get out right now, right? It wasn't like last year it was one and two weren't open. Wait, let me hang in there and let me see, give it another second. I just thought he was a little more decisive with his – his brought, actions brought the athleticism back. Brought a the athleticisms, bit. and that's how they got some of those touchdowns. Yeah. You know, in the first half, was him moving around a little bit and making some nice throws there. But you know, got no run game to really speak of consistently. And I think the thing that worries me about Denver is kind of what I said a minute ago. Uh, do they have enough firepower right now with some of these guys out? Yeah, you know, they've had some tough they? injuries. How right? Could they? Exactly right. I mean, Sutton's really the only guy that scares you in the pass game. Can they get Marvin Mims, the kid from Oklahoma, who can yeah. fly? Can they bring him along to be something here? But that's going to be something to watch for Denver. They're going to be game planning the right way. Their defense is going to be good, like you saw. But can they make plays on the offensive side of the ball? Right? It can't always be like in the first half. I think Russell was what seventeen for nineteen or something yeah. like that. It was something along that, but it can't always be that. It's not going to always be able to execute perfectly. Sometimes somebody's going to have to make some big plays and do something there, and it was 17 of 19. I was correct. I beat you to it. Seventh straight win for the uh, Raiders over the Denver Broncos, and so they get the win there. Yeah, the Broncos maybe have to be like the Giants were last year to be a playoff team. They have to be smart. Play, play, no turnovers. Play through the defense a little bit. You know, run the ball, move Russell out of the pocket a little bit, max protect a little here and there. Yeah, take it slowly, take care of the football. They certainly could have won this game today. Yeah. They, there's, there's no doubt about that. Jimmy G has the big scramble at the end of the game to put it away. But, uh, yeah, I'm not giving up on Denver. But, yeah, they're not going to be a flashy, like, fastest or greatest show on turf type of uh, football team. It's a final. The final second is ticked off the clock, 40 nothing. Cowboys get the win. We're seeing the handshake with Mike McCarthy. And who is that? that? Well, that was Dayball's, uh, like, whoever guards him. I think he had already shook and braided Dayball's hand. So. Dayball sent his guard out there to shake his hand? <laughs> he was like, you whooped my ass so bad, I don't even deserve to go out here and shake uh, your hand. So it's happened again. Your dad did witness another massive shutout My dad, loss. the last two times he's been out of Cowboys opener, it's 75 to nothing, Cowboys. All right? So <laughs> Big Phil's got to stay the fuck home when the <laughs> Cowboys. Least, yeah. first, Damn. First game again. What's again, he yeah. thinking? I mean, uh, yeah, that's a... Uh, Dallas is super talented, yeah, and we know that D is good. And as long as you know Dak Prescott plays better than last year, you know with Pollard at running back and Cooks at receiver, you might almost pick them to win the Super Bowl. I, you might, some yeah, you weren't crazy, that's for sure. Uh, so they took care of business. Yeah. Now for the other teams that took care of business, this is like workmanlike, right? They showed up, they had a job to do, they were expected to win, and they did. Although for the Jacksonville Jaguars, yeah. there was a point in this game where I was like, I don't know that it's going to happen. What's going to happen here? Uh, they did pull it off against the Colts, who I thought looked fun and good, and they're going to be a fun team to watch. Like last year, the Colts were bad and not fun. 
Like this year, they might be bad, maybe not as bad, but at least they'll be fun to watch. I, I would agree with that. Um, you're, you're right, but the but the Jaguars were just a little bit better. Jaguars are better. You know, there's no doubt about that. I think when you take into like, you know. Lawrence had the interception that was really a drop pass that got intercepted early in the game. Mm-hmm. He got strip sacked from behind, and Bigsby recovered it. And just did you see that? He just stood oh, there. Yes. He thought that he was like he thought it was a forward pass, and he had the ball, and somebody knocked the ball out of his hand, and Forrest Buckner ran for a touchdown. Yeah, right. And then so, dove across the goal line. That was one of the weirder looking plays. I think probably. It's probably in contention of the weirdest play of the season it, all year long. It, it, it's up there. That's the, the weirdest play of the day. Let's give it the award. There's, of the there's weirdest actually, play of the day. I think, one that's coming up that's weirder. Okay. Okay. Right. And we're going to get into okay, it too because right. okay. uh, I got some things to say about it. But that was, uh, that was pretty weird. Weird. Okay. That was weird. Maybe two. Yeah. Maybe number two. Actually, that might have been the weirdest play. Maybe the other one's going to be a, the worst call of the day. Oh. Worst referee call okay. of the day. Right. Okay. But yeah, I mean, again, you know. Some lots of crazy plays, whether it was the strip sack, the interceptions. Uh, the Colts got stopped on fourth and one I, at least two times. The Jags got stopped on a fourth and one at midfield another time, right? Then they're backed up, and they were down 21 to 17, and Agnew had the huge punt return down the sideline, right? Makes a big play there, and that's where. Um, he makes the big the big return, and then I think it was you know a ten play forty six yard drive for a touchdown to put them up twenty four twenty one, and they slowly but surely put the Colts away. To your point, the Colts Richardson looked better than I expected. He made it was a good game plan. He made a lot of good throws for the most part. You know, he missed a few throws, and I'm going to expect that. I know. What are you laughing at? There was one out of the backfield. He was rolling right, and I think it was his tight end or something like fullback. I think it was tight end. Uh, and he he threw it to him and it was high and the guy had to like go up and get it and you could see Richardson just put his hands in on his the back yard. Like, he was like, like oh yeah and he caught it I know and the guy and the, you could see like the tight ends like smiling a little bit yeah. afterwards right but it was kind of a cool exchange because like Richardson knew he's like oh my god yeah. how did I do that I cost some yards there where you had to expose yourself just to catch the ball that team's gonna get behind Anthony Richardson you can already tell you can like, see the talent they they like the, you can see the yeah. talent it's obvious and like he's a good dude like he's no gonna doubt. be like the franchise guy like I hope he can get it all together which i i think he can but no talent tough i think that's a good first start for him ran the ball well and i banged up his knee a little bit at the end of the game their d is good so that they'll let them hang around that's for sure you know michael Pittman getting a little screen pass for a touchdown at one point that was a really nice play i'll say with them too though and and without jonathan taylor I, i worry about their lack of firepower you know Pittman, Pierce, they're good receivers. They don't scare you, right? So like teams aren't going to be scared to go one-on-one because they're like, well, yeah, they might catch a pass for us for 15, 20 yards, but they're not going to go for 60 or do any of that, right? right? Now, the Jaguars, they, they got some explosive ability. I mean, ATN, the touchdown run he had, right? And then Calvin Ridley in the addition there, you can see that that's going to be a really big benefit for that offense. And then yes. Trevor Lawrence looked I mean, he threw the ball awesome. I know it wasn't a smooth day, but he still made four or five throws today where I just go, shit. Like, there's only a few guys in the league could do that. The touchdown he threw to Zay Jones on the right sideline. I mean, he threw the ball, and Zay Jones was a yard behind the DB. 
But he had a good feel from what he was seeing that he was going to come out the other side. I mean, he dropped it in there. Zay Jones made an unbelievable catch. Great catch. A great catch, right. So, um, yeah, the Jags, are, the Jags are the real deal, and I, I really don't have a lot of questions about them. I'm going to throw this out about their wide receiving core, and I'm yeah. going to see if you agree. Like, when I was watching that, I saw that catch by Jones, and then I saw Ridley, and I'm like, man. Then I was like, oh, man, Christian Kirk's on this uh-huh. team. I'm like, oh, my God, Evan Ingram. And Evan Ingram, I, I like, Does any other team have four better ball catchers than those guys for the Jaguars? <sighs> Like Ridley, superstar. Yeah, no, it, it's and you know Etn, he can catch the ball ETN, too. Playmaker. No, it, it's you know you're making like, me think. It's, it's I'm, I'm thinking here. You know, I mean, or any one of those four guys be like that guy just went off this game. You'd be like, yeah, I'm not surprised. It's up there. You're exactly right. That's what they got. They got guys where you go if you put you know all your eggs in the let's stop this guy basket. They're gonna have other guys that are gonna come back and and be an issue for you. Uh, hey, I thought O line. That's got some work to do. You know, they got, you know, no Jawan Taylor. Cam Robinson's out. Scherf got hurt in the game, right? I think he was down. I don't know what his status was. So oh, he came back in the game. He did come back. That's yes. good to know. I, I didn't know that. Uh, but, yeah, their O-line to me, you know, definitely was not as dominant as I was expecting. I felt like the Colts were around Trevor Lawrence a lot. Uh, and then, hey, the, what about my man uh, Josh Allen? He had a good day. Getting three sacks. Trayvon mm. Walker got a sack. Um, you know, this 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 Jaguars team, as we know, they're, they're, there's nobody that's going to outclass them or outmatch them, and in really any category, they kind of got it all. It's just about how good they can be, how can they execute on a weekly basis, and can they be consistent doing that? They showed us at the end of last year. Let's see if they can continue it here this year. How good can the Falcons be? Well, they were better than the Carolina Panthers, who we figure most teams will be better than the Panthers this year, who I don't think looked terrible, and I actually thought Bryce Young he did some good com- things. He, he was comfortable, oh, didn't he? Definitely. He's like he's he's Johnny Smooth, right? I mean, that's the one thing about him. I, and just like, does he ever panic? Has he ever been like? Does he ever get stressed in his whole life? Yeah, you know, it, like, he is that for sure. You're a small dude amongst giants, and you're not sweating it at all. No, no. You know, one. Hey, my first complaint is going to be: you drive down the field, you have a rookie quarterback in his first NFL football game. It's fourth and one. They, the Falcons have big people on the defensive line. Your offensive line is not known to be the best. Just take the points and go up 3 nothing and start the game the right way and build some confidence. I did not like that, okay? So that would be my first issue, all right? But, you know, I think really the, the play that jump-started or at least got is the interception that Bryce Young threw, yep. which wasn't even, like, horribly egregious. Here's where Jesse Bates made both interceptions in the game. As a free safety who's supposed to be playing the deep middle, right? When I saw the play happen, I thought, ooh, it's Robber or Rat, and he kind of rotated and got in the middle, and Bryce just didn't see him. No, he was supposed to be playing the deep middle. But I think because Carolina has nobody that scares you deep either, right. and then throughout the game it had been short passes to that point, I think he looked at it and just saw, wait, I'm going to play downhill a little bit. So both interceptions – Bryce looks to his left, and as a quarterback, okay, it's not open to left, and you see that coverage, and you go, Jesse Bates is supposed to be in the middle of the field. I should just be able to look to the middle of the field, and my third receiver coming over there should be there and should be open. So, like, all his studies and instincts were right, except it's the NFL, Mm -hmm. 
And the other guys got really good instincts and studies too. And Jesse Bates is a hell of a player. He just made two really good plays. I don't look at him and go, "Oh man, Bryce Young, that's, that's stupid or horrible." Yeah, you know, yeah, you got to see throws. You know, he'll learn that. Okay, I just can't presume or presume is that right? Yeah, presume yeah. that that's just going to be open. You got to see it a little bit. But those were more good plays than than anything there. And the Falcons just did. Typical Falcon football, enough. right? I mean, the Panthers had more first downs. I know. Panthers had 20 first downs. Falcons had 13. Panthers had more total yards. Uh, but Bijan Robinson looked pretty good bouncing off of people. Yeah, Bijan Robinson on the the uh, little screen pass to the right, puts yep. the brakes on, makes somebody miss, gets up in the uh, the end zone there, right? He scored on that play. Yeah, yeah he, he scored on that play, right? I got so many damn plays in my head. I'm I like, know. and then. Um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, like I'm, I'm never this guy, but the, the, those three turnovers by the Panthers really came back to, to bite them in the ass because mm-hmm. the the first one led the interception led to the touchdown, right? We had the fumble, um, and I can't remember who fumbled, but that was where Panthers fumbled, and then who was it? Was it B. John Robinson had a big run that set up a touchdown to go up seventeen ten by Algier. So, you know, those turnovers were big in that football game. Ritter was nothing special, but made the biggest throw of the day to Pitts. Uh, oh, was, yeah. Right? The 34-yarder on the right side there. Too, it was. Yeah. It was a nice catch there. And I can't remember. That, I think, I guess that set up the last touchdown run by Algier, right? The last three-yard touchdown run. They put him up 24-10 and kind of put it away. I know. And that was good, too. It's like Algier's like, don't forget about me. I had a great year last year. I think year, they got a good combo. Don't they forget do about him. Combo. Let it be that short yard smash mouth. And Bijan, so you can... You know, save his career and have 100%. him be there for a while and, you know, take a little wear and tear off of him. But, you know, you and I, I think, are both believers in Atlanta. It was a good start. Yeah. I will say I was expecting a little more from their offense, but let's not forget that this Carolina D is real. Like, they, they, they've been real. And I, they'll be a pain in the ass this year. I mean, they, they got after Desmond Ritter a bunch, and they got some people in there that can stop the run and create chaos. So I don't think a lot of offenses are going to look their best against Carolina. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. First quarterback taken gets a loss with Bryce Young. The second quarterback taken also got a loss. C.J. Stroud and the Texans go down to the Ravens 25-9. And you've been saying it for a while. If you're a rookie quarterback, the last place you want to make your first NFL start is in Baltimore against the Ravens. I mean, 
Yeah, nobody wants to start the season against the Ravens. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah, fifth-year guy. I was in 2006 guy. and just been in the playoffs the year before and had to open that season against the Ravens. I was like, fuck. As soon as I saw the schedule, I was like, fucking Ravens? Yeah. Fuck. Like, and they still Lions got the same. Game. They still got the same, you know, attitude. Crazy defense, crazy middle linebackers, a bunch of big dudes on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, you know, just for C.J. Stroud didn't do bad. He really didn't. He made a lot of nice throws. They couldn't get any run game going, right? I mean, he had people around him the whole game. You know, they're a team that you know they're void of. Big time, scary people in the past game as well. Uh, that scares you. Well, we know that Ravens defense is real. You know, so they just they had a hard time really getting anything going. You know, a few short passes, runs up the middle with Damian Pierce, but never really felt like they were in danger. Or I never felt like they were on the cusp of yeah. oh, they're going to start moving the ball here, right? It just always looked like a struggle. Now, the Texans defense made it look like a struggle for the Ravens offense, too. It, it did. It, right? did. it was like, okay, you're stuck in neutral, are the Ravens, and they obviously lost J.K. Dobbins with the Oh, the my gosh. That's the biggest bummer of the first, uh, first Sunday. The J.K. Dobbins, Ronnie Stanley got hurt, Linderbaum got hurt, yep. their first-round center from last year. So they they yeah they they took a little bit some blows here even though they got the twenty five to nine victory and I think the most disappointing thing is we were all excited to see this offense and what it could bring to the table here you know Todd Monk and the new weapons you think all that handicapped them oh I think the biggest thing is they didn't play in the preseason and I think you see that like here's another team that has a lot of talent just like the Eagles I don't give a shit who you are yeah like you got to play ball thanks for censoring yeah yourself no there. problem I was gonna say the f word I substituted with the s word all right <laughs> you saw that uh, but yeah you just you you, you know um, so so they were rusty right and not that Lamar was bad. But it certainly just wasn't good, and nor did they ever look comfortable. Now, I will say this. One guy looked comfortable. Oh, yeah, I know you're going to say. You know that, right. I mean, Zay Flowers was the best offensive player on the field. For sure. Right? I mean, he made some five-yard gains where you go, that should have been a one-yard loss, or this was a 10-yard gain, and it should have been a four-yard gain. And I mean, he was phenomenal that way. Zay Flowers has some real juice, and you could see that they believe in him already. Uh, and, and what he's going to be able to deliver that offense because a lot of those plays were for him today. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, but wasn't quite the offensive showing. They'll get there. You know, I know they're still going to be able to run the ball, but yeah, I'd like to see a little bit more in that passing department. And I was happy that Rashad Bateman was out there healthy. Yep, Odell caught two passes too, right. um, so he's making his presence felt. But yeah, Zay Flowers was so good. I'm going to stop calling him Zay Jones. Yeah, he's earned his <laughs> own last name, I like which is it. funny. I listen to other NFL podcasts yeah. to hear what they're saying. Right. right, steal some of their stuff. Right, multiple podcasts have said Zay Jones for Zay Flowers. Oh, we're not the only ones. I've I've messed it up so many times. It, it, it continued to mess. It up. Oh. I saw you rocking. His, uh, there was Pierre. What? One What's of our Pierre directors. He was going to walk behind us, and oh, he saw we were so. on. And he tried to go back well, way. That's not going to work. We yeah, got you, now, Pierre. Nice yeah, try. If we could, if we could have Morgan move the camera now to follow <laughs> yeah. Pierre into his office. Um, uh, the 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 other like uh, again, they had a few fourth and one calls today in the game where I go, why? Okay. Your defense is playing great. They had a fourth and one on the forty-eight yard line, and C.J. Stroud got sacked for like a sixteen-yard loss to like again. Like jumpstart the team, all right. So that's I don't understand that. And then they had another one later in the game. Uh, 
you know, which I understand they were down at that point. I think it was 15 to 6, and they went for it and got stopped, and that led to the Justice Hill touchdown we're, and put yeah. them up uh, 22 to twenty-two to 6. Pete, this is what we're going to have to do. We're going to have yeah. to start editing out the, the fourth and one go for it because it just, like, throws yeah, that off Casey, Chris. It just throws him off. Well, it, just, it derails Chris. You can't, can't get me can't. off of it. I write it in my notes. I have gotta, it there. you got to take it off of the feed somehow. It's like when Damn, there's a fourth and one. You're a defensive team with a rookie quarterback play defense, try to make it field goals. Your defense is playing good against them. I just don't understand a little of that over-aggressiveness there. But uh, also, hey, listen, I know he's probably looking at going, we're not as good as the Baltimore Ravens. I need to give my team a jump start that way. We'll see. Ravens D look good. Those injuries are concerning. The pass game has to be better. Time for two more games, and we'll do that with Give Me the Headlines presented by Hyundai. And so, well done, Pete. We have the animation. If you're watching on Peacock or YouTube, good job. Although maybe Gabby helped him out with that. I wouldn't be surprised on, on oh, that. Oh, I'm sure. Thing. I'm sure. So we got two games, and can we do this at night? You know, usually in the morning we have some time to sleep on it, come up with a headline. You know, we're in the office. We're an editor of a newspaper that's not going out of business. We're thriving. <laughs> Yeah, I guess two so. games we're talking about. I guess so. <laughs> two headline games here. Well, this might actually hurt the newspaper. The two headline games are the Commanders and Cardinals and Saints and Titans, although there are things to talk about in those games. Commanders defeat the Cardinals 20-16. to 16. Your headline is? Not in Commanders yet. Okay? Yeah. I mean, it was a good start. Yeah. It was. All right? But specifically Sam Howell. He did some good things. You know, he, you know made, made a, you know, few young quarterback mistakes, some sacks, you know, misses a throw. Yeah, a lot of people going, it's Heineke-esque, right? Yeah. It's a little bit of that, but this guy's got more talent than Heineke. Uh, you know, but there, there was a little bit of that. He had the fumble, uh, had the interception that we talked about, you know, the Zaven Collins where, I don't know if you saw this, he, like, tried to put some juice on the ball and, like, really tried to throw a heater. And, like, lost control of it and basically just threw a duck up into the air. Ooh, and Zayvon Collins that. caught it, right? It was like it ended up being like a six-yard throw, and I think he was trying to throw like a 20-yard laser, right? So that was, you know, of course, one big moment in the game. Uh, Antonio Gibson fumbled one time going down or as they were driving. Yeah, like, always felt like the commanders were the better team on the football field, right? But... Josh Dobbs, the Cardinals, the Cardinals made some plays, and because of those yeah. turnovers, kind of hung around and got there. But here, like, here was the funniest thing. The 7 nothing drive by Washington, okay, had 67 yards of penalties by the, by the Cardinals. PIs, personal fouls, did some dumb stuff to let up the first touchdown. Um, and then really, listen, Jonathan Gannon, he should be proud. His defense did some good things. It did. They 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 didn't run the ball all that well, Washington. They got pressure on Howell with a bunch of guys that I think a lot of people would be like, I don't even know who's on their defensive line. And there was not a lot of big pass plays. The Cardinals secondary is good. That's the one thing I know. Okay. They got some players over there. Between Marco Wilson, Buda Baker, Thompson, number 34, there's some ballers on that secondary. Uh, Zayvon Collins, of course, making the play there. You know, but yeah, offense is going to be, I think, kind of the struggle all year long with their quarterback and with lack of a, you know, a big time defense alignment or de- I mean, big time run game. They're going to have to play through through their their defense. That's for sure.
You know who's good for uh, the Commanders on defense? I saw Forbes. He was he was around the field. Yeah, he he made some plays. He definitely then, uh, was. Cameron Curl had uh, ten tackles for them. Seemed like he was breaking up passes too. He's I, their, I saw him a lot. Safety, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw him a lot. Um, and then Montez Sweat. Yeah. Getting the big strip sack. You know, towards the end of the game that set up the touchdown for uh, Washington to go up seventeen to six. Hey, you know, listen, Sam Howell again. He looks like he belongs. He really does. Their old line, I think, is going to be better this year, even though it was not their best showing here, right? You know, uh, who I, Gardeck, Gardeck got the uh, the one strip sack where you know Sam was looking downfield and just you know he where he's like I give him a lot of credit stands in the pocket and does not flinch with people around him, yeah. but to the point there where yeah he's got to got to feel that pressure a little bit or you know he's going to lose the ball a lot. Yeah, what, uh, what was the nickname I was going to have for him? It was like something like Heineke. Uh, like, oh no, 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 Biddy, Biddy Baker, like Baker Mayfield. Like Biddy, a, ba- he's yeah. a little bit like that too. That's right. That's who we said. Remember coming out in the draft? That was kind of he's yeah. like a Baker Mayfield kind of, a little same, bit. The same uh, doesn't same have look. quite his arm. He does look like him, and he plays a little. I want to like see if too. I'm missing anything else here. No, hold on, one so more I've thing. Got, I've got one. Oh, do what you have got? one no, more thing? Ahead. Let me hear yours first. I'm, I'm a little um, like Jonathan Gannon and also Shane Steichen, the two coordinators that came over from. From uh, the Eagles, don't for to me don't look like head coaches yet. They still look like coordinators to me. I hear. I don't you. know what they have to do. Yeah, but they still have that coordinator look to me. I I hear you. You know what I mean? Just not that commander. Yeah. <laughs> That look. Not in Commander yet. yet. Right. right. That adds to it. I don't know what you have to do to all of a sudden look like a head coach, but they're, they're not there yet for me. No, I, I, I get what you mean there. They still look new and new and raw. Is it you a know, beard, Jonathan, maybe? Jonathan Gannon looks young. Yeah, he does. You know, and then, but you're right, because it's like Matt LaFleur does look like a head coach, but he has the beard. Right. Maybe they have to grow. So Arthur he's got Smith, nothing. Beard or mustache. But Shane Steichen had a little scruff on there today, didn't mm. he? He had a little scruff. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe but, he's trying. But in your first game, like you probably saw some clips, and he's probably a little bit like stressed too. And you're like, yeah. that doesn't look like a calm head coach. Yeah. You know, hey, it's a new experience for them as well. Um, oh, I, I think this thing I wanted to say was, you know, yeah, sweat, strip sack, fumble, and then another fumbled snap of the day. There was like oh. four or five fumbled snaps. Dobbs fumbles the snap, and that gave Washington the chance to get that last field goal, and you know that was in their own territory. That was, that was all they needed. Hey, it's just preseason for some of these teams. They didn't play in the preseason, or players, so don't, don't you give, yeah. cut them some slack here. Week four, they're going to be taking all those snaps perfectly. I don't think we can expect the Cardinals to win a ton of football games, right? I don't, and I don't mean, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I think that was encouraging, at least, that they hung around today, created some chaos on the defensive side of the ball. And Joshua Dobbs, for being there for, what, 10, 12 days? He looked better than I thought he was going to look against that Washington defense. Titans hung around with the Saints. Saints pull off the victory, one-point victory, 16-15. to 15. Your headline for that game is? We got a new car, baby! And how did it run? If, uh, actually, I drive a Tesla, so it doesn't make that sound. It just yeah. goes, shoo! <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Sounds like the Batmobile. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, Derek Carr, the points don't show it, but every big play and every point was because of a Derek Carr big throw, move, big throw, whatever. They won the game because of you know his arm and then their defense. Now, you know, I, I didn't think the Tennessee Titans offense was going to be like the greatest show on turf, but I certainly didn't think Ryan Tannehill was going to throw three interceptions either. He looked really bad. But, I mean, it didn't look good. 
Like at not all. even the interceptions. I'm like saying like he it misfired. Just yeah, he didn't seem as mobile. No, like, I, I don't know what. No, I I, I get you. Looked, I, I almost had like that feeling like when you saw Matt Ryan last year and you're like he looks feable. Right. Like I think you that think word might came. be going down the, just down this. He might be going on the feeble road. <sighs> I, I worry about their offense. I mean, 16 for 34. I don't care. First game, whatever. And then I think what's on top of that is yeah, some some bad decisions. Sure. Right, you know, throwing a back shoulder to DeAndre Hopkins where the guy was already on his back. Um, what was the other one too? There was another one too. Uh, maybe maybe the Paulson Adebo one. The Marcus May. They were all bad, if I remember correctly. May was down there close to the end zone, right? I got to read my notes here, right? Um, it was a long time ago. It was six game. six, and he threw the interception, right? And they their defense kept them in it, as far as the Tennessee Titans. The Titans' defense was not bad. It's just they couldn't hold down the post to hold down the fort forever. But my point was getting back to that. Yeah, it's just that the Tennessee Titans, like, who's going to separate for them? You know, even on those plays where it was some bad interceptions, bad throws, I go, you know, sure, I'm disappointed in Tannehill, but it's not like these guys were open and you go, well, man, they missed a play right there. That's true. I mean, they got they got no juice at the position. Hopkins is not a number one. Put him outside. Oh, if we have man to man, he's going to get open. That's why most of the league didn't want to sign him. He needs to be the number two guy. He needs to be almost a slot guy. You saw like on the pick when Lattimore, Lattimore was like, he's not running by me, so I'll play behind him. I'm fine here. So that's where they're going to have to create and manufacture some offense there. We know they want to run the ball. Derrick Henry still looked good. You know, but yeah, Traylon Burks ain't scaring anybody yet. Mm-hmm. You know, Westbrook Akina sometimes looks like the most dangerous receiver he would be the one probably right yeah. so th- that's where i can concerned about them i will say though you know tennessee's defense i think has some hope i know they let up some big plays in this football game yeah. but they played tough and did some creative things and and didn't make it easy on Derek carr and company saints fans saying like come on we won the game talk about us chris olave looked good rashid shaheed looked amazing like rashid shaheed is one of the most underrated receivers in football he really is. He can run by you. He's tough and catches it over the middle. His touchdown, a little double move, a little stutter go. I mean, wide open. Yeah, Olave's ability to, you know, stretch the field. The end of the first half, that was a big moment in the football game. It was nine to six, I believe, Tennessee Titans, right? Am I thinking about that right? Uh, maybe was that the end of the first half? Yeah. Hold it was, on. It was, it, it, yeah, nine six. It was nine six. Am I wrong there? Didn't he hit to... Rashid Shahid up the sideline at the end of the first half? Wasn't that the end of the first half? Mm. And then what happened? Did they miss the field goal there? But my point was that they obviously have confidence. We're getting in Derek close Carr. to midnight here. We're getting, we getting, are getting close to midnight. I'm messing up <laughs> plays and can't remember here. <laughs> yeah, but no, I can't remember what it was. But yeah. either way, the Titans. I mean, the Saints D is still got some players. They're well coached on that side of the ball. I think the run game, it'll get better as we go along here. They still have a very good offensive line. And, of course, you know, we got to wait till Alvin Kamara gets back. It's still encouraging the way Derek Carr looked, the way they made plays in the pass game. Yeah, the Saints could definitely be a player in the NFC, that's for sure. And that was Give Me the Headlines presented by Hyundai. I don't want to forget another game that did happen. Before we get to our Monday night game, my Detroit Lions. Um... Speaking of Proud Papa, 
I'm a you proud be. I should have come in with my Detroit Lions hat, my yeah. sweater. I mean, I wore your T-shirt. You should have wore your own T-shirt. I was in a, I was in a JFK Airport. I had a flight. I was going to Maryland for a Big Ten Saturday night game, but uh, the flight was delayed, so I could watch the whole game in the airport. I was pacing up and down the concourse, watching on those big screens, and uh, it was like they needed, yes, Kadarius Tony to turn in the worst game for a receiver Whatever. ever and Kelsey not to play. And That's not their problem. Some would even call it an asterisk win, um, but... <laughs> Um, but <laughs> well, I will stick up for Mike Tirico in that. Yeah. Well, He's perfectly it. like legitimate in saying, "Wait, maybe the greatest tight end in history not playing sure. in week one. This isn't week sixteen where people are banged up, and the best defensive tackle in football." He's allowed to say, you know, okay, maybe he shouldn't have said the word asterisk. I don't know if that offended him, whatever. Yeah. But it'll fire us. They up. weren't We're at get their absolute now. best. Okay. Mike knows what he's doing. He's a, he's I think, you know, he's a Michigan guy now. And so it's like he knows what he's doing. He just created bulletin board material. I I don't know this. I'm just thinking this right now. They're going to be Detroit t-shirts now. That's going to be like asterisk or something like that. I'm sure. Your your fan base was motivated. They were yelling at me for not picking the Lions to win the North. Yes. I had all of them mother effing me. They were like fun mother effing me, though. That's where it was kind of good. Let me just say this. Lions are, they're going to be a fun team. And I don't say that just because I'm a fan, because you know me. I'm like a nervous fan. But, like, there's so many fun players to watch on the defensive line, offensive skill players, now defensive secondary with Gardner Johnson. I was like, this, this team's got Definitely. character Branch, personality Branch. players. Now. Yeah, you, you do. You, but here, here's the first thing. You got the biggest fucking O-line you can fucking ever oh, imagine. Yes, exactly. Like, when they came out without the pads on, you were like, wait, what are they going to look like when they put the pads on? Yeah, you were there. You saw them. I, it was, it's, it's unbelievable how big they are. Okay? And then Aiden Hutchinson looks different. I went up to him. I was like, you're bigger. I was like, you put on some muscle. And he's like, oh, yeah, I did. Oh, thanks, thanks, thanks. You know, like a big meathead that he is. Yeah. Right? And I say yeah. that in the most awesome way ever because he's awesome. Like, yeah. he really is. Yeah. He's the star. Of the, he was the best defensive player on the field in that game, I think. I do. I, I'm not crazy to say that. Yeah. Right? Maybe not in the building because Chris Jones was there. But. Well, yeah, right, right. Maybe not in the building. Asterix. Uh, but <laughs> but the, the, the Jared Goff, a lot of big throws. Yeah. I mean, again, it's no dink and dunk show with them. It's like standing there, 20-yard in-cut, 20-yard out-route. I really like that, and he's fearless in that manner, mm-hmm. right? We know you're, I think your run game's only going to get better, all right? The one thing I am a little worried about with you guys is Amon Ra is awesome. Mm-hmm. Reynolds is really good. But with no Jamison, like, who scares you, right? Yeah. And that was one of the things I think the Chiefs did good. I think the Chiefs realized, like, wait, we, we, we can be a little aggressive, crowd the line of scrimmage, and maybe stop and slow down the run because we got pretty good corners and there's nobody that really scares us back here, you know? But the biggest thing was the gutsiest call of the weekend and a fake punt on your own 19-yard line. Oh, yeah. And then Kadarius Tony dropping the ball that was perfectly thrown for a pick six. And there's nothing wrong with that. Fine. That's, uh, drops happen. There's a lot of people I saw drop balls, and the defense dropped the interception off a tip pass or whatever today. Brian Branch, phenomenal play there. And then here's the other thing to go on top of that. I think if you're going to ask me one thing about Kansas City, right? And, yeah, the drops happen. And, sure, they had opportunities to win, but they didn't. I'd be a little worried about the Kansas City Chiefs receivers. I watched back some of that film, all right, and they could not separate from Detroit. Now, your secondary is better, but, like, they're, 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 I'd be a little worried. 
You know, Sky Moore doesn't create a ton of separation. Valdez Scantling's really just a straight line guy. All right. You know, Richie James, a smaller guy, who, again, these are guys that need to be like the three, and they need a little help to get open. Mm-hmm. If you're just going, hey, line up here, and they're man-to-man, and you're going to get open, that ain't going to happen. So if Kadarius Tony is not on his A game, I worry about the Chiefs. And, of course, not Travis Kelsey being healthy. Yeah. That's where I would worry. And then the NFL has to do something about the right tackle being four feet off the line of scrimmage. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Come on. Like, the NFL should have called the referees like they do whenever there's a dicey call and go, come on, guys. It's, it's, it's egregious. Everybody and their mama can see it on TV. So move them up a little bit. I didn't like that. Um, but either way, that was, a, that was a good win for you guys. And, yeah, you guys are for real. The one thing I noticed when I was out on the field, I just said, Lions will not be outclassed by anybody this year. And as we're thinking about that, yeah. I never got to my worst call of the day. Oh, that's right. Derek Carr got strip-sacked. The Titans picked it up for a touchdown yeah. and were gone. Okay. And they blew the whistle dead, which they shouldn't do. Right. And then they doubled down because they knew they blew, uh, blew the touchdown for the Titans. They called it an incomplete they pass. They called it an incomplete pass. I saw that. I've, I've been watching football my whole life. And I was in a room with a whole bunch of people. None of us were drunk, but I guarantee the guys that were drunk at a bar saw it. And all the people I was with that have played football, coached football, and all that, it was a fumble. And it seemed it like fumble. the NFL was like, ah. Oh. It, not only was it a fumble, it should have been a touchdown. So let's just call it an incomplete pass, yeah. and I didn't love that. But that is why they gave him the win in the end, because, you know, the script just had <laughs> yeah. to follow through. So it's just like, okay. we do feel bad about that. We will give you the win, but we're taking away that touchdown. My last point against the Lions, what? to go back to them, yeah, go. is that that fourth down call early in the game, obviously, it was everyone's talking about it. But I think that was so important for the Lions because – this is the first year where I think a lot of people have said you've come into the year with something to lose. Yeah. Like you're expected to be good. Right. You have something to lose. Right. And that play call indicated to everyone, we're not playing like we have something to lose here. We're going to play the same way we did at the end of last That's year. Right. They're gonna, like they're we got go, nothing to they're lose. They're going to go for it. They're going to be aggressive. That's how they're going to play. And they're going to put the pressure on you. You know, through through that style of play, and then that you know, hey, that that's good for them. It was a really impressive defensive showing. Offense definitely shows some potential and some scariness. Yeah. And I don't even think, hey, Jameer Gibbs is just getting going uh, and everything there. And there was something else I was going to say, but I can't remember it now. It's eleven fifty one. Save it for Wednesday p.m. on night on Sunday night, week one. One we more game to go. Monday night football. New York versus New York. Actually, New York versus New Jersey. Yeah. Buffalo Bills at the Jets. You predicted on the Picks Pod, Jets to win 28-24. You never disagree with earlier in the week, Chris. No. And you don't want to start this year, no, do you? No, I'm definitely not. No, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm going there with that. I'm going to believe in this Jets defense and that Rodgers and this offense, I don't think they're going to be like the greatest show on turf here, but he's going to take care of the football. They'll execute offense, and they're going to be the best-looking Jets offense we've seen in quite a while, even though I don't expect them to blow the Bills' defense you know, off, the door, off, the, off the floor, off the field, whatever the hell I'm trying to say here. Blow <laughs> yeah. the doors off the Bills' yeah. defense. Blow them off the floor. If they're laying on the floor, it could blow them off the floor. Who knows? <laughs> right. right. Yeah. But, no, I, I look at this as going efficient offense and then the Jets' defense setting up 
the Jets offense for at least one easy score. And like I told you, listen, this scares me. Of course, it's Josh Allen. Yeah. Josh Allen's a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, he he really is. He's special. Yeah, I'm saying that. He's, we both. Yeah, no, I know. know. I agree with that. Yeah, I'm but, not disagreeing but with that. But they did not. We did not like the way they looked in the preseason. And I'm going to stay true to to that thought that the Jets are they're coming, and that defense I think has a chance to be real special and look like the defense that was out in that field tonight, like the Dallas Cowboys or like the 49ers in Pittsburgh, I think you're going to see a Jets defense that's up in that that category. And we both did pick the Buffalo Bills to miss the playoffs. Yes, we did. This is a game that they would probably have to lose for for that to to happen. It's week one. Let's not get too far in front of ourselves. Well, we've already put Josh Allen in the Hall of Fame (laughs) and the Bills not making the playoffs based on this one game, so... Yep, we did it. We did it. That was it. I hope everybody enjoyed it. I hope you're enjoying this on your Monday morning drive, drinking coffee, whatever. But this is going to be going all year long. Me and Ahmed Farid (laughs) getting a little crazy and stupid here at the end of a podcast at midnight. Uh, But it was awesome. Really was, and uh, I think we I hit like it, it all. I, I think this is a good. I like it because yeah. we get to react to a live game as it's happening. Now we're just seeing good night from the Meadowlands, and so we say good night from. Stanford good night from the Meadowlands. Good night from NBC Sports. <laughs> no, everybody, be good out there. Enjoy Monday Night Football, Bills and Jets. You know where to find us. We'll be back here Wednesday, breaking down the NFL as we always do. Subscribe, rate, review. Ahmed, way to go! Way to drive the ship. Did this. Clap, Clap it up. Clap it up. Delirious at the end. <laughs> yeah, we started to lose. I've been I, I here all like day. Two or three points in my head on that last Saints game. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.